0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Live on the fan in D.C. and in Richmond and wherever you are on the Odyssey app, we are Grant and Danny. I want to remind you that the show is brought to you today and every day by our friends, the law firm of Condori and Murad. They will help protect your assets, update your will and trust, Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. You visit KMLawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's KMLawyers.com. Update to the rundown. Just heard back from Kevin Harlan, who is on the call for Westwood 1 of the Chiefs and the Bills on Sunday night. He will be joining us in about nine minutes. Oh, very nice. Three We'll get 10 minutes with Kevin Harlan. Good preview of the best game of the weekend, the Chiefs and the Bills. So I'm excited about that. Uh, coming up this segment right here on Grant and Danny. We got Ross Tucker to break down all four games in the playoffs on this football Friday at 4.30. That's when we are giving away tickets to see the Wizards against Joker coming to town with the defending champion Denver Nuggets for what is Kids Day at Capital One Arena on Sunday. And we just heard back from Joe Philbin, former coach of the Miami Dolphins, who is going to come on and talk about when he first gave Ben Johnson a crack in the NFL as an assistant with Miami. So he will be joining nice. us at 5.30 today. We are
2: guested <laughs> up today. Ben Johnson alert. Bim Johnson alert.
1: So we'll be busy. There's a lot going on. It's a football Friday. Head on a Swivel, boys. You will get your fix. Uh, I I did want to tell you a quick story yeah. that I think is kind of funny. Uh, and I'll make it very, very quick because okay. I think maybe 60% of our audience will think it's funny and everyone else will just want to hear more stuff that isn't this. Okay. But all I right. wanted to tell you the story anyway. So last night. All right. I end up at Glory Days Grill, Mm -hmm. okay, doing a little takeout pickup, you know, went, sat down, get a Diet Coke, whatever. I sit down at the bar, and a guy next to me is wearing a Caps hat, okay? Mm -hmm. I am in a Caps
3: hoodie. You had your Caps uh, red hoodie on yesterday. I did. Caps red hoodie.
1: Game's on TV. I'm watching it. Oh, she's got a goal. He scores a second goal while I'm sitting there. I'm fired up. I'm clapping, whatever. But the guy next to me sees that I'm a Caps fan. He's like, hey, he points at my hoodie, and then he points at his hat as if we're, like, in Texas or something random, you know? And he's like, me too. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. Like, that's really, really cool. And so we start talking about sports, and we're going round and around. We're talking about baseball players from the area that made the major leagues and, you know, deep-cut stuff on, you know, high school football players that have come out of here. and Just a good sports conversation. Uh Uh-huh. Talk for probably ten or twelve minutes. Sure, really nice guy, military background. He's taught, like, awesome dude. He goes to the bathroom. I don't think anything of it. I'm, I'm getting ready to get out of there, like looking at my phone, whatever. He comes back from the bathroom and he goes, "Yeah, I listen to 106.7, the Fan, every day. You know those guys?
3: Like apropos of nothing, like no, correct. There's, it hasn't come
1: up. So now I go, okay, I'm being made, right? So like he, he either like checked his phone. He's doing a wink, wink, like you ever listen to those guys? Right, he's he's gonna like catch me, kind of. But it's awkward enough that I, it's not time for me to, like, put my hand out and shake. it. So I'm, I'm just kind to like, we'll see where this goes. There yeah, we go. So I said, "Uh oh, yeah, I've, I've heard them before. He's like, yeah, you're a big sports fan. He's like, I'm sure you listen to them. He's like, they do sports every day. Next thing he says, mm-hmm. 100% of the story is true. I swear he goes, yeah, they got this afternoon show, Grant and Danny. Okay. And I'm going. I know where this is going. This could like, be,
3: this could be deflating. He, this could feel really bad. He is
1: clearly now knows this is me sitting here at this bar right now. He's figured this out while he was in the bathroom. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, Grant likes the caps, I think. And I said, Oh, all right. He goes, and then his co host Danny, I, I don't know if he likes the caps that much. He's into dork stuff.
3: That's what he said. <laughs> How would you summarize Grant and Danny? So this he guy, said, Grant, I think he likes the caps. I don't know if Danny does, but he's into dork stuff. Okay. Every afternoon, two to six thirty. I'm just I'm
1: <laughs> I know. I'm not happy to tell you this. I'm just telling you what he said. It's information. Okay. So now I'm like, all right. He what am I supposed to do? He knows who I am. I don't think he does. So it turns out though. We we continue to talk. Yeah. We leave the 1067 the fan realm. We get back into sports. We're just talking more. I have not said who I am. A couple minutes goes by, and then he goes. So who do you want the new coach to the Commanders to be? Or, no, I said, you're a Commanders fan. He goes, no, I'm a Redskins fan. And I said, oh, okay. Good, like, right. good okay, one. Gotcha. Sure. And sure. then and he, all he was was a nice guy, and I'm like doing skits and bits with him, right? And so I'm like, oh, well, who do you want the new coach to be? He's like, you know, I'm a little biased because uh, on that show on, I was telling you about, on Grant and Danny. The one goes, I was telling you about. Yeah, he's like, uh, <laughs> they have this alert for uh, this guy from Detroit. I, he, didn't, he couldn't pull Ben. But he—I forget which first name he said. It wasn't Ben.
3: Brian, because a guy named Brian Johnson interviewed with the Titans today. Maybe it freaked he me said out.
1: Brian. I thought he said something like Tim or something. Yeah. But he's like they got this like Tim Johnson alert or whatever the guy's name is. And every time uh, you know <laughs> one, one of them says it, Johnson, it just they they do this alert like Johnson alert, Johnson alert. And so I'm kind of biased now. I think I want him. And I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, all right. And I said, well, I, I I happen to be a Ben Johnson fan myself. I was like, I I also want Ben Johnson. He's like, oh really? I was like, yeah. And that was it. <laughs> right. that, that was the discussion. Well, see you later. And we, we, I, at this point, I just pummeled my wings there. Yeah. Get up. I was there for, I don't know, 15 minutes.
3: Uh, 14 talking to that guy. Right. The
1: whole time talking to him. And then, like, I thought at the end, maybe he'd be like, and I knew nothing.
3: And by the way, nice I'm to like, meet you, Grant.
1: I'm like, sir, have a great day. And he's like, hey, you too. Left. So I don't know if he's listening right now. If he is. It was good meeting you. It was
3: Grant all along.
1: <laughs> but like, I don't know if I did anything wrong because it would have been awkward. At some point, I probably should have
3: said something. No, but I don't also, I never know. Like it's, it's so awkward. Yeah, because those kind of things, not like they happen all the time because yeah. no one cares about us, but like every once in a while it's like, wait, you're you you? I was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But the
1: fact that he had come right back from the bathroom, mm-hmm. like on a beeline, and we were not talking about radio or anything. We had been talking about sports, and he mm-hmm. just goes. 1067 the fan. You know those guys? You ever listen to them? 1067 ah, the fan? Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I see what happened here. I, I know what's going on. But here.
3: it didn't happen here. But it didn't. It didn't at all. <laughs> just I, random. I, to me, the best is the idea that again, the summary of the show to him. Like this person's like you and I you and he are just throwing the ball around a little bit, talking yeah. about sports, high school football athletes that have come from here. And right. this, you know, some of the great lore and DC's been the hub for this and that. I like the Capitals grant i think likes the capitals I, i'm under the impression i believe grant likes the capitals no idea if danny does how, how can anyone know how could anyone know if i do or not to me that's not that not
1: like i if we like if you listen to the show you hear i go to games a lot or whatever you you might think danny's more into the wizards i get that the idea that it's like danny
3: may not like sports that much he's into dork he's stuff. into dork stuff
1: that's funny that's a,
3: but that's but that's my point is that's the summary is that i i couldn't comment whether or not he likes the Capitals, I have no earthly idea. But here's what I do know about Danny. <laughs> I have one piece of information I can share with you. Into dork I stuff. I think it
1: could be recency effect, where like maybe he listened a couple days ago when you were trying to talk about the pennant of Arathorn's Garnon or whatever that was, and maybe that was like his, so disrespectful. He he maybe he, that's burning in his mind where he's yeah. like, this guy just knows about the pennant of Arathorn Gothon?
3: What is the thing again? It's Arwen's pendant. It's the Arwen Evenstar. All right? Yeah. The light of hers that symbolizes her immortality, that she gives up for Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Sure. Yeah, but, like, again, don't disrespect it. But the other point is... I,
1: but I don't think you can say what you just said and now be miffed that he thinks you're into not, dork stuff.
3: I'm not miffed at all. Again, it's the, the only thing he could say with certainty. <laughs> I don't know if he's a Capitals well, fan. The
1: whole thing was just
3: I don't know if this incredible. lifelong DC sports fan who's on the radio talking about sports... Because he has something of a passion for it. I couldn't couldn't tell you if he likes the Capitals or not. Here's what I can tell you. I
1: just, there's there are times occasionally where you don't know what to do with your arms. Yeah. Where do I go? What do I say? And that was one of those times. But I don't know if you'll enjoy that or not. But I enjoyed it very much. 100% a true story. All right, let's get to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app. Visit BetQL.com and welcome onto the show. One of the greats of all time in the booth. Pipes That Need No Introduction, our buddy Kevin Harlan, Westwood One, will be on the call with Mike Mayak and Aditi Kinkwambala, as they call the Chiefs and the Bills, on Sunday evening. Kevin, it is great to talk to you again. It's Grant and Danny in D.C. How are you, sir? I'm
4: doing great, guys. Good to be on. Thanks for having me on.
1: Always a pleasure. <laughs> How many coats are you packing? How are we looking for, to stay warm? A lot. <laughs>
4: well, you know, we were in Kansas City last week, and we had, with the windshield, minus 28. So it was, it was knife-like wind that was piercing into you as we were uh, doing the game and, and certainly walking across the parking lot. But um, <clears throat> I think, all in all, uh, the weather will probably be a little warmer in Buffalo, maybe not the biting wind. I don't think the low temperature. It'll be in the 20s or teens, and I think there's some snow and there's always wind. But it can't be any worse than last week in Kansas City, which the Chiefs survived and probably gives them a little confidence going into this week's game in Buffalo. Kevin, will you be shoveling?
3: Will you be taking advantage of the Bills' offer?
4: <laughs> I'll be doing snow angels. No, I'm, I, you know what? I, I like uh, I like the fact, did you see the story about the offensive lineman that got stuck with his, I think he was picking up his his wife and their newborn baby at the hospital. They got stuck in a snowbank and some random fans, maybe Bills Mafia, dug them out of the thing, got them back on their way. And and to a man, they all say that's kind of what that little community is like up there in western New York. They love their team, and it, it, it's a it's a real cozy – it's a lot like Green Bay in that regard. I think they, they identify with the players. They bring in guys that, that kind of reflect the feel of the community. And so uh, – but, no, there's, <laughs> there's always snow, and especially this time of year. I, I, they've been hit hard the last couple of days, as we know. Uh, nonetheless, it'll be a nice setting for a big game, certainly in the AFC.
1: Kevin Harlan will be on the call on Westwood One. I mean, look, the bills are rolling. And if you look at the regular season, they've now won six consecutive games. I think a lot of people would be ready to say this is the year. They get over the hump. Everything's going their way. They got the Chiefs coming to their place. But they're so banged up, Kevin. I mean, they're just so injured. Do you think they have enough?
4: Well, I don't know. I, you know, that I, I got to believe Mahomes and Reed are probably licking their chops and seeing what they got in the back end of that defense, and and that will certainly be one of the storylines. Um, they've had to rely on guys that will step up and be the next man up all season long, and uh, I think they're probably, but they they have lost significant numbers in the back end of their defense, and that's that's a concern. They have some offensive injuries. Their punter has got a bad hamstring. He's gone. Like I mean. Yeah, everywhere you look, I mean, all teams are being banged up. I don't think the Chiefs are quite as bad as that. Um, And they come in with something they've never had before, and that is a good, you know, highly ranked and highly thought of defense. Uh, When they've made these runs over the last four or five years, they've never had a defense like this. And in a year where the Chiefs have been, uh, you know, had an offense that's been kind of clunky, they've, they've, they've leaned on their defense. It is answered. We know defense can travel in the playoffs. Chiefs have never played with this group, this coach, and and this quarterback, a a playoff road game. I think they're going to be energized by it. And then on the other side, I I think that Josh Allen uh, has, you know, I think he's always going to measure himself against Mahomes. And Mahomes is clearly in a level above he and Lamar um, uh, because he's won two Super Bowls. He's been to three. He's won the two MVPs. Uh, Jackson's won the two MVPs. We think that will come out here in a couple weeks to win his second for Baltimore. But they've not made it to the Super Bowl. So the chip on the shoulder, I think, of Allen in particular is huge. Since it seems like him and Mahomes always cross paths during a season, and regardless of what the injuries might be on the defensive end or offensive, um, I I think we're going to get our very best version of Josh Allen this weekend. Kevin, you touched
3: on this. We always think of this as Allen versus Mahomes, right? And maybe in years past that's kind of what it was like even though obviously they don't play defense against each other but it was going to be you know dueling banjos as these guys sling it around the yard you mentioned it already these are different teams kind of buffaloes run it more and more effectively than i can remember in years past and kansas city is a kind of a ground and pound team with uh, you know that special playmaker quarterback for that one you know pinch of magic dust there in the third or fourth quarter to rally them but this these are different teams maybe than your older brothers chiefs and bills
4: Oh, I agree. I think you're right on it. And and that's what makes it kind of like a new new chapter. You know, same same cover but but different characters and different emphasis as you go, you know, th- and and this is not going to go away. These are young quarterbacks and they've got, uh, you know, a, a good years ahead of them. The Chiefs in, in this dynastic period that they're in, you know, may only be like halfway through it or maybe not even halfway through it. The quarterback's 27. The head coaches in his mid-60s. These are young people, and, and I, I think they're, they're energized. And, and in all dynasties, there have always been those moments where you've kind of exhaled and maybe had a bit of a trough. Even the Patriots went you know years sometimes without you know getting to a Super Bowl appearance or, or a trophy. And, and I, I think that just kind of – but they've always been good. They've always won the division. They've always been dominant. They've always had the quarterback. And I think that's kind of how these two teams are. And through the course of the years of Brady, for instance, in New England, and you go to Aikman and and what they did offensively in Dallas, and and certainly the Niners and who they leaned on in San Francisco in the eighties, and back to the seventies and Packers and the on and on. But but they, I think they've all they've all had like different components that maybe each year kind of made that year different than the others, and that is the case now. You know, Buffalo would like to run more, the quarterback. Um, has leaned on that, and they've got a terrific young running back who's only a second year back in Cook. And, and Kansas City uh, is kind of in between finding that next good receiver. They may have found him in a rookie. Uh, Kelsey is at the end of his career for the most part, may have a year or two left. He, he has not been the same guy this year. They've had to lean on some younger players, a lot of unknown guys, but the defense of the Chiefs has stepped up and tried to fill in maybe where the offense has not been as prolific in the past. So what's what's great about these teams is the main characters are there, but in all good plays you have different kind of uh, characters coming in and out and, and maybe for a flash, for a moment, uh, you know, take center stage and have the big line. And, and that's kind of how I feel about where we are with this rivalry between the Chiefs and the Bills. And and it is a rivalry, not divisional, but I think even just the the quarterbacks make it that way knowing that it's it's been like this and it's going to stay like this for a while.
1: The great Kevin Harlan on Grant and Danny here on the fan, getting ready to call Chiefs Bills. It's a 6.30 East time kick on Sunday in Buffalo. Uh, you've been calling games all season long, television and radio. I know you're elbow deep in your prep for this particular matchup, but just kind of painting with a broad brush. I'm curious you know, if there's another storyline in these other games you're tracking. We've got Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, are you referenced emerging as a one seed? San Francisco's been unbelievable all year and Jordan Love's coming into his own. The Lions just had the fourth loudest environment in league history in the playoffs. Their fans are going nuts. But what will you be keeping an eye on as a spectator like the rest of us before you get to work on Sunday?
4: Well, you mentioned Lions and Bucks. I mean, I'm waiting to see if the Lions have the same kind of passion and focus and intensity and overall feel that they had for that game last week, I mean, that was a madhouse last week in that in that stadium at Ford Field, but can you do it again? I mean I mean you 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 had you had the former quarterback coming in uh, and everything that he has meant to your city and to your organization, and you're having your first home playoff game in forever, and you eventually win it and it was after the game, it was like they had won the Super Bowl like like can you regroup emotionally and everything else within you know a very short period of time? And do it again against a lesser opponent that may not have the sparkle, but can be every bit as deadly. And Baker Mayfield's going in there with house money, like he did, he feels not an ounce of pressure. They're going to bring him back. He's made all of his incentives. No one expected him to win the division. No one expected them to win the game last week. And then he, and then here they are, you know. And 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 they made it to the divisional round. They're going to let it rip. And and he's the one quarterback with off schedule plays and everything else. That you just got to go, uh-oh, you know, we better, <laughs> like, hold on here. And, and I, and I'm just kind of curious to see just how the temperament is of the Lions. They've clearly got the better team. They've beaten them already once this year, but do they have that same thing? And then and same with Green Bay, and, and same with Houston. Like, like these, they're Green Bay is two years ahead of where they where they should be, where they thought they'd be. They didn't think Love was going to be like this his first year. They got the youngest team in the history of the NFL playoffs that that won in Dallas. And Dallas at a a plus minus or winning margin there of like what 170 some points, like 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 an unbelievable home. home. And in the first game against their old coach, they wax them. And 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 then you got C.J. Stroud. You think he feels any pressure at all? Absolutely not. They didn't think he'd be the starter. Maybe they 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 didn't know he'd even come close to this kind of a season. Um, They didn't know they'd make the you know. Win the, win the division and 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 make the playoffs like like they're coming in loose pressures on on Baltimore. They've been good all year. They've been basically in that top slot or, or close to it all season long and and now they're taking on Houston, and 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 they're gonna be they're gonna be loose and letting it fly and they know that they're just at the beginning of their story, whereas the Ravens are kind of right in the middle of theirs and 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 you know they got to kind of live up to what they've been all year long. You know i I think and I'm seeing some of these spreads. And I'm not. I, I'm. I'm telling you. I think. I mean, you. You can start to put the numbers down, and you can start to connect the dots. And I get all that. <clears throat> but what I'd say is, is I would. I would definitely take into consideration. You know, the 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 kind of esoteric stuff like like you know, if frame of mind. Uh, where's the emotion? Where's the momentum? Who's playing loose? Who's not uptight? Who's got the pressure? Who doesn't? Like I think those things will be big factors. And I really think we're going to see at least one upset this weekend.
3: Thousand dollar word right there. Esoteric GP. That's why he's the best.
4: (laughs) Hold on. Uh, The the, the thoughts of this guest are not necessarily those of the station or Grant and Danny.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, you're the best, man. Always appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Have an awesome call.
1: Take care, guys. Bye bye. We'll be listening. The great Kevin Harlan on Grant and Danny here on the fan. Uh, Just his voice saying names is all I need. When he said CJ Stroud, I was in front of my TV watching CBS on Sunday. The best. He's awesome.
3: Literally nobody better than he is.
1: Ben Johnson interviewing today with the Commanders via Zoom from Detroit as he gets ready for playoff round two. What did Dan Campbell say about Ben Johnson turning down head coaching jobs to come back to finish what he started with the Lions this season? You'll hear that next. In one hour, Ross Tucker will join the show at 4 30. We'll get him to break down the four NFL playoff games with us on a football Friday. Locally for the Commanders, it's Interview Ben Johnson Day. He is the OC of the Detroit Lions, top five offense each of the last couple of years. He's the most sought after head coach in this cycle. They've already landed the GM everybody wanted. Now there's a possibility they could be the front runners. It sounds like to land the head coach that everybody wants. Motor City Dan Campbell was at his press conference today. He was asked by Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, who is in Detroit on the Ben Johnson beat right now, uh-huh. uh, which I just I think it's awesome. I, I love that from the Post and from Nikki just hustling, getting out there just in case. Uh, but Dan Campbell was asked about Johnson last year, saying, "Actually, I'm not going to leave." He was already doing interviews, mm-hmm. had other interviews scheduled. Would have gotten a head coaching job almost certainly. Teams were ready to offer him gigs. And he pulled his name and said, nah, I'm going to go back and be an OC for another year with the Lions. You just don't see this. It doesn't really happen. And uh, the question was asked of Dan Campbell, how that helped him this season get ready for the opportunity now in this cycle.
2: I think it's made him a better coach. You know, Yeah, he's grown as a coordinator, got a little bit better. You learn things as you would being in that position again, but I but I think, yes, there's that, but I think it's made him more rounded, well-rounded coach. Um, I just think everything has grown. Um, I think he's got a very good grasp of what we do, roster management. I think when, when you do that and, and you get in that and it's like, okay, there could be a next step, I'm not ready for that. In my head, I don't want to do that yet. Yes, I'm a better coordinator, but it's also he knows – He's starting to look for and ask these questions um, about those roster, game day, um, building a team, what you're looking for, front of the room. Um, you know. And I think that's, it's served him well. And it's a credit to him And but not many people would do that. And, but that's how he viewed it. It's an experience for him. Um, it's a chance to grow. And it's a chance to grow with people that he appreciates being around, those players, the coaches, everybody in this building.
1: So listening to that Dan Campbell answer, I was thinking about this. I don't know if Ben Johnson did this or not, but if he did, man, will he be better off for it. It sounds like Campbell's suggesting he went back not just to to be a coordinator again, but to almost apprentice as a head coach Mm -hmm. and maybe was more involved in even if it was just as a spectator or a question asker. Or just picking
3: your brain, hey, why'd you do that? Wh- that exactly. Not in a critical way, but like to learn. Maybe he also, that makes me
1: think, he spent a year building relationships, having his agent build out a staff, like working on if I get a job, who's my defensive coordinator going to be. You can't convince me he's not better off a year later. Obviously, as we're talking about with Bobby Slowick, just the more experience you have as a coordinator running half of a building, the better. But... I loved that answer, and it really gives me some hope maybe when we talk about the stuff that you just can't control, that you don't know, how will he handle these things? You know, Maybe he had a little bit of an apprenticeship this year because it was known after last season, he's definitely yeah. flying out of the nest this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's there's always something to be said, too, for people that are willing to conquer the gig before they look for their next gig, right? Like, you were already the hot name. You You would still probably end up, as a head coaching candidate, even if your offense was just pretty good this year. Slight step back, right? If they were fine, he'd still be one of those names that everybody was excited about because they were excited last year, and I don't think that would have abated, especially in this hiring cycle. It doesn't have a ton of offensive minds. But his whole point was, I want to be, again, just listening to what Campbell was saying, I want to be a better candidate when it's my time. Instead of just taking as I can take it, instead of just moving up the ladder because I can move up the ladder... I need to decide what I want to do when I get there, right? Am I, am I as best prepared as I could possibly be? And it sounds like the, the, the thought process was, I, I'll probably be fine. I want to be great. I love that. Yeah, I do too.
1: Uh, I think that staying put shows, that choosiness to me shows like a maturation, also a comfort and a confidence. Mm-hmm. You could have gone and gotten that job. If you knew, I'll go back to Detroit and I'm going to be right back at the bar, ready for another drink. You know what I mean? Like yep. I, I'm not... This isn't my only shot at this. If I say no now, because I can just think of my own self and my own life, I say yes to almost everything because I'm always afraid if I say no, it's not coming around again. To, to be able to... The, the ability to say no is a big deal, and and there it shows just comfort in your own skin that I think speaks well to if you were a pretender, if you kind of luck boxed your way into the opportunity, if it was fluky, you're not saying no to chances because you, I'm not going to say Bobby slow, is by any means, but just hypothetically speaking, if in his mind right now, he's going, well, shoot, there's, this is as good as I'm going to do here. You know right.
3: what I mean? Like, right. He's like this Panthers gig.
1: This may be the only time I get an offer. Exactly. Yeah. He, if he thinks next year, like a lot of things went well, you go back and watch the film. If this guy didn't slip and fall. And if, this thing didn't happen. Like, maybe he's like, I'm not quite as good as everybody thinks. I'm going to take that job for $7 million a year for six years right now. And he's a bad... I don't want to pick him, but you get the point. Of course. Ben Johnson said, I'm freaking Ben Johnson. I'll go back. I'll call the plays. We'll score a bunch of points. And then when it comes time for teams to hire coaches, they're all going to call my agent and want to interview me again. I like that a lot. I do, too. Also, just not taking a bad job is a, is shows something, right? I mean, he he basically, he chose, same as Adam Peters. One of the things I loved about Peters was he thought the Titans' job wasn't as good. He thought the Cardinals' job wasn't worthwhile. It's almost like when a girl doesn't give you the attention you're looking for or or girls listening, like if the dude's not paying attention to you, it makes you like want them more, so to speak. I kind of like the idea of these guys being choosy
3: because he just tells you, they really know their worth. I mean, the, and the flip side of that is, if you go to the Houston Texans before this year, where now D'Amico Ryan has transformed this thing, every once in a while, the the internal belief in yourself, or you call it arrogance, athletic arrogance, whatever you want to call it, is validated. Like, Lovey Smith taking that Texans gig, he probably knew, I'll get... You know, I'll get, I'll get a pretty good paycheck out of this. There's not a lot of future in this thing for me. Same with David Culley the year before, after they'd gone through Romeo Cornell, Bill O'Brien, and you know all the rest kind of leading up to it. They had a new coach every single season. There's something to be said where I go, I may or may not have an opportunity again. I got to strike while the iron's hot. Having that confidence, knowing that you will get another opportunity, that's rare. Yeah. I mean, it just is. I, I don't know a way around that. The NFL
1: coaching carousel is spinning. So far, the Patriots, who are the last team to fire a coach, the only team to hire one at this point, they promoted from within with a succession plan already in place for Gerard Mayo. But it's the Raiders who could be next in line to fill their vacancy. Breaking news into the fans. All the breaking news you hear on The Fan is brought to you by Beat the Streak. For tips to win a $5.6 million prize, listen wherever you get your podcasts. Adam Schefter just reporting that the Raiders are working right now to finalize a deal to hire Antonio Pierce as their head coach, according to his sources. Pierce was the interim head coach in Vegas with the Raiders since Halloween night. They're now closing in on making him their full-time head coach. That is your breaking news on 106.7 The Fan. Pierce, of course, was a linebacker in Washington, D.C. I remember interviewing him as a young guy in Marty Schottenheimer's training camp. I think he was an undrafted free agent out of Arizona, memory serves. Maybe Arizona State. Um, But turned himself into a really good player. Really good player. Beloved in the locker room. Respected by all of his teammates. was a team captain. Went to the New York Giants. Lit it up with them and has climbed the coaching ranks. He was a high school head coach, got a position job in the league. Here's how basically this decision was made. Max Crosby said he wanted to be traded if they didn't keep Antonio Pierce. Good luck. Devontae Adams came out and said, this better be our head coach. Your move, Mark Davis. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You got an opening in Belichick and Vrabel and Jim Harbaugh are out there. But your locker room has spoken here and basically said, not again. Because they had uh, Rich Passaccia. That's what I was going
3: to pull. That's their interim, and they didn't give him the job. That history, I think, colored this to 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 a high degree. So, moving on from Rich Passaccia, who was beloved. I mean, similar type situation, right? Where everyone in the locker room loved the guy. The results were infinitely better with him in charge. Uh, over the, you know, kind of down the stretch. But no, no, no. I'm going to go with the hothead coaching candidate, the whiz kid. I'm going to go with Josh McDaniels. And... You saw how miserable that was and how bad they were 6 11 last year, garbage this year as well, not competitive a lot of times. And you can't let that happen again, right? Like, it's, I think if if Basaccia, that situation hadn't happened, I don't know that it would have settled, settled on Antonio Pierce. They very well might have, because it just feels rare that the interim guy ultimately gets the gig. It feels like that never happens in this league. But I think given the a last couple time years ago, the interim
1: ago, guy had the, the two best players on the team demanding that he got the gig. Fair point. I think because, Which, by of that, the way, yeah. I, I said this at the time. Now, enemy was not beloved in the same way as Pierce was, but I think sometimes, like, owners don't want to go to interim coaches and then get boxed in. Like, if you go to those exit interviews and all your best players are going, I kind of like this guy. Just cause maybe it's a honeymoon period. Maybe he was better than the guy before that you fired, who obviously wasn't very good. Maybe they just have a relationship with him and are buddies or whatever. You don't necessarily want to be dictated to. You don't want the players picking their head coach all the time. I'm not saying this is a bad idea. I think Pierce is deserving of this job, and I think he'll do a really good job. But you get what I'm saying yes. where, you know, people are like, you, you got to fire Rivera and promote Bienemy. Well, if they didn't want Bienemy to be the head coach because they didn't think it would work out long-term, then why give that a possibility of either momentum if they win a couple games with fans who like what they see or, more importantly, within the locker room? I just think that... um Pierce was so popular with their best players, Danny. Mark Davis and his front office had no option here. And maybe the players are right. Maybe he's the perfect guy for the job. He certainly did a hell of a job. If there's such a thing as deserving to have an interim tag removed, he deserves. He's the uh, anti-Jeff Saturday. Uh Like He came in. They were a much better team. They played really hard every week. I totally get why he got this job, but I, I think two things can be true. They were also... Basically bullied into it by the players. Yeah, I
3: like Pierce and rooting for Pierce. Full stop. Next paragraph. I would not want to be in the position where my players are basically saying, "Have hire this guy or else. That's not a great spot.
1: No. All right, next on Grant and Danny, it is Friday, which means in lieu of a double play, we will win off the field. You call us right now at eight hundred six three six one zero six seven on this Football Friday, and you tell us what little thing has gone right in your day that has you feeling good that nobody else cares about. little moral victory for you. It's winning off the field next on G&D. Welcome back to Grant and Danny on the fan. Show's brought to you by our friends, the law firm of Kandorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys to kick off your future. Visit camlawyers.com and mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. We should remind everyone we got a big event coming up. 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 980 at Bethesda Theater. It's February 2nd at 8 p.m. All your favorite shows will be there. The whole station lineup. Junkies, B. Mitch and Finley, Danny, myself, the entire crew. Presented by Main Street Bank, your local bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com for more information. It is time
3: to win off the field. Danny, how are you in the win column? This is very small. I mean, this is a small little thing that only I'm going to care about, and I kind of think that's the nature of the segment, right? So one of my one of the banes of my existence is the bills that we pay for stuff that we don't use. Drives me insane, right? I thought, mistakenly, like a, like a rube, a couple months ago that uh, new episodes of Yellowstone were coming. I totally screwed that up, so I ordered Paramount+. Plus, and... We haven't been watching Paramount Plus at all over the last three or four months. But it's like when I went to cancel it, it was like, hey, man, we'll give you a trial a short amount of time. Just we hate to see you go. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. Well, I just paid for it, like for the fifth month in a row. Does that make sense? So I'm paying for it. I'm not using it. Canceled it today. I'll bring it back when it's Yellowstone time. But today I canceled it. And when I cancel something that I'm not using, I can't tell you the euphoria that I feel. I got a pep in my step. I'm shucking. I'm jiving. I'm walking on sunshine, baby. Therefore, I am.
5: Winning off the field.
3: I put a cough drop in my mouth
1: about five minutes ago. I have not had the urge to cough since. I have not had my voice crack since. Wow. And uh, the taste is hitting just right. You know that, yeah. that perfect cough mm-hmm. drop kind of execution. That's where I'm at right now. Therefore, I am. Winning
5: off the field.
3: Can I offer one on your behalf? Is that possible? Sure. I I don't think we have a precedent for that. I think this is new. This is very new. Um, One of the things we do sometimes screwing around between segments, uh, we have an impromptu game where I say, best Robert De Niro face, go. And you have to do your best Robert De Niro face. Yeah. Right? Like you're to pretend you're De Niro acknowledging something, looking at something, whatever. It's a hard face to do. Everybody had a contest. During the break, and Grant won it. I did. Grant won the De Niro faceoff, so to speak. Now, with all due respect to
1: Darius, okay, and with all due respect to Ryan, I think I probably finished eight and nine on the year and won the division. I am (sighs) wow. Yeah, I'm I'm like the Uh, NFC South winner because I don't think mine was particularly good. Twenty twenty
3: Giants, Cowboys, Eagles over there. Exactly.
1: I don't think it was that mine was awesome as much as. I just happened to have the best of the
3: three of us. Well, when you made the lip adjustment, because yeah. everybody at first puckers their the, lips, which the is lip wrong, right? you got to tighten it up. Once you did that, it was pretty good.
1: Good seems aggressive. Pretty good. Let's go to Anthony, who's in Calvert on GND. Hello, Anthony.
5: How you doing, guys? Thanks hey. for taking the call. Hey, man. So I've uh, been a good boy since the beginning of the new year, man. I'm down about 12 pounds. And, you, uh, you know, I figured I, uh, you know, treat myself a little bit. So I went to Bojangles, grab a chicken sandwich. I order it, pay for it. I'm waiting, waiting, I'm waiting. Finally, the manager comes up from the back and she goes, baby, what you waiting on? And I said, a chicken sandwich. she goes, oh, we ain't got no chicken sandwiches, but I'll give you some wings. But said, okay. So I got a dozen wings and a biscuit instead of one chicken
1: sandwich. Therefore, I am winning off the field. Little trade off. I think that's the
3: right trade. That's good. Yeah,
1: you got Wilson Ramos, and she got Matt Caps.
3: <laughs> that's a great. Pick. I
1: think you got Doug Fister. Mm-hmm. She got Steve Lombardozzi and Ian Kroll. There was someone else in there. Who was the third person? Robbie Ray. I think actually. it was Robbie Ray? Oh, I think right. it was Robbie Ray. But he, he didn't he was didn't end up being good for that. It yeah, yeah. was like good a lot later.
3: Now I could when you want that chicken sandwich, like nothing will do, but that was a good trade. By the way, the Bojangles biscuits, we don't talk enough about them. My goodness, they're good.
1: Well, we could talk about them after we're done talking about Popeye Popeye's biscuits. Then we could talk about Bojangles biscuits. Wow. Okay. Uh, but first we're gonna talk about Popeye's biscuits. It's interesting. And if there's any time left, maybe we could talk about Bojangles
3: biscuits. Uh I'll take the Bojangle biscuit. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll give it to you. Yeah. You can have it. Well, because I, I, I'm taking it.
1: No, no, but that's fine. I because, took it. Because I already took the Popeye's biscuit.
3: That's fine. You can have it. Yeah. But I'm taking that Bojangles biscuit. Because some of them are going to be Bowberry biscuits, which is a dessert.
1: Let's go to Jim in Bristow. Hello, Jim. Hey,
5: guys. Um, today and yesterday and this whole week, it's been t- t- so cold and snowy. It's going to go down in the low teens tomorrow. But tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., I am flying to Puerto Rico where it's 80 degrees. Therefore, I am winning off the field.
1: Are you going to do the move? I'm always conflicted on this. Do you dress for getting off the plane when you get on the plane? Or do you dress super warm and then have to deal with it when you get there?
5: A little bit of both. But it's going to be in the teens tomorrow. So I've laid out two different types of clothing. I'm Mm -hmm. not
1: sure yet. So I always do the bit where I'll just be miserable getting onto the plane. When that bird's in the air a blanket, whatever I need to do. I'm going like khaki shorts and a polo in the freezing cold. I'm just starting my Puerto Rico trip right here, right now.
3: It's such a great question, by the way. My wife and I went to Hawaii for our honeymoon years ago. We piggybacked off of our friend's wedding, which was in in the San Francisco area. So we went to that. It was two weeks after ours. So we went to that one first, then went on our honeymoon. It was cold in the late fall in San Francisco. So we're getting on the plane like buffoons in like flip-flops shorts and like you know Hawaiian shirt or whatever we're like we got to make it through this part but once we land paradise Jake in Fredericksburg home of the Fred Nats what's up
5: <laughs> hey good afternoon guys um so I've been in a fantasy football league for like 20 years me and a bunch of our cousins we all throw in 50 bucks I decided to let my kids in it um last year and of course they're in it this year and they didn't have such a hot a hot team but they got into the playoffs on the last week of the year. I was the 2 seed. So they took down the 1 seed, which was kind of surprising. Then they took down the 4th seed, Ooh. which means we both we, both of our teams met in the finals. We get split
3: 700 bucks. Therefore, we are
5: winning off the field.
3: Now, did you that. arrange a split or did you do a winner take all? Well,
5: First place was supposed to be 550. Uh second place was 150. So together we all won 700, but I gave them each uh, I think I gave them each 50 bucks since I put the money in for the team. But I mean they made a cool 50, I made a cool 500 out of it. There you go. Okay. And as the to get into the playoffs i couldn't have been happier to, to meet them in the play in the in the championship so it didn't matter who won we were just happy either way
1: <laughs> that's definitely a fair trade i would say like the three of you split something yeah you get 500 and they both get 50 that seems totally fair to me right i mean that's pretty much how that should work i
3: know well, what once he revealed that he put up all the money for everybody's <laughs> entry just funny because I, I was in a pick pick 'em pull with my pops like a bunch of the guys in the neighborhood where i was like i won he goes no you didn't I won because he, he put Those the kids money for me. get
1: a little older, they start doing some math. They're going to go, hey, Dad, hey. how do we get 50 bucks for winning that? They're wheeling and dealing all year. Yeah. They're going on a magical carpet ride. They're the, the, the mediocre New York Giants led by Eli Manning winning the Super Bowl. They're just waiver wiring. Beltway Blitz is next on G&D. Ross Tucker at 430. That's when we're giving away tickets to the Wiz and the Nuggets on the fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,